Hey there, and welcome to Soul Church. Our prayer is that this message encourages you wherever you may be in life. We've been hearing so many stories about what God is doing in people's lives, and we'd love to hear yours. So take a second and send your story to stories at soulchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us today, and we hope that you enjoy the message. God bless. What a special welcome to everyone who's joining us online. Please feel at home. Drop us a little note in the chat. Let us know where you're watching from and encourage you. And if you need prayer, please let us know and we'll make sure one of the team reach back out and support you at this time. Last week, we started a a series for this Christmas season called The Spirit of Christmas. Difference between the Christmas spirit and the spirit of Christmas. And last week, we spoke on the spirit of hope, how we hold on to hope in a hopeless world. This week, we're going to talk about the spirit of joy. And uh, I'm going to invite Rachel. She's going to come up. Rachel's a, someone who really lives with that spirit of joy. So why don't you put your hands together? Let's give her a huge, huge welcome. Thank you. Love you. Thank you. We love our pastors, John and Chantel, and all that they carry. Very grateful for them. Grateful for the opportunity to speak to you all today. And uh, I'm sure you're all getting in the Christmas spirit, but I believe that the spirit of God is going to bring some deep, long-lasting change that is going to last way beyond Christmas. Who's ready for a change? Who's ready for something new in their life? For the Spirit of God to pour out something fresh, fresh joy. And then that comes from this Word. So if anything needs to be changed, it needs to be from the inside out, right? So I'm praying that what I've prepared goes direct from God's heart through my heart to your heart, through the Spirit and the power of His Word. 2 Timothy says that, the Word of God is, is His breath. It's given by inspiration of God. So I pray that the Spirit of God, the breath of God, would give fresh inspiration, fresh life within every heart from the youngest to the oldest, from our staff, our dream team, to those of you that are visiting today, those of you that are watching online, the Spirit of God is gonna go into that living room or wherever you are and speak to you. So are you ready for God to speak? Pop your hand on your heart and let me pray for your heart. Lord, I pray that this Word would divide up hundreds of ways uniquely for every individual to their heart. We give you permission to speak to us today, to ignite fresh life, fresh strength, or to heal areas that need to be healed and to draw each heart closer to you and give us a spirit of joy that will last beyond the good times, beyond the food, beyond the presence, beyond the family, beyond the holidays, but it'll be something that lives and permeates through our lives and all that we do in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can take your seats. Wonderful people. How many have been watching a good Christmas movie? We've got the Christmas movies out. Who likes the movie Elf? It is one of our family favorites. I love Buddy. There he is. Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. And at the end of the movie, Buddy is flying Santa's sleigh and the town folk have to sing their hearts out in order to lift the Christmas spirit, right? And get Santa's sleigh off the ground. And so they use a clausometer. And the clausometer helps to measure the Christmas spirit. And they have to sing, as you know, they sing and eventually Santa's sleigh rises. I wonder if we had a joyometer for our lives, where it would be on that dial this morning. His life has a way of lowering us, 
letting us down, making us feel heavy. The end of the service, we prayed for some people in the last service and someone said to Pastor Chantel, I don't even know why I don't have joy. I just feel heavy. I don't really know why. Sometimes it's just a spirit of heaviness. But the key to our text, to our, there's the three mini-series that we are doing, the three weeks, is Romans 14, 17. It says, the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, or like Buddy, singing loud for all to hear, all that, the singing part helps. But it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Christmas story is all about joy. In Luke 2 verse 10, it says, The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy to all people. For this day in the city of David, there has been born unto you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The joy is good news and the joy is for all people. It's for you, 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 it's for you. And some of you might say, oh, that's well and good, but you don't know the kind of year I've had. And you're obviously a positive person, Rachel. Can I encourage you? I had a lot of moments this year where my joyometer was right at the bottom. I remember, I feel like this year has given lots of opportunities for me to have my joy diminished and dimmed. It's almost like, you know, we all have those tough times, don't we? And there are people, there are soul suckers. There are things that happen to lower those joy levels. I've had to fight really hard to keep my joy up. I remember just a few weeks ago, it was after Steve's mum passed away. Steve and I needed a bit of R&R and we went away to a hotel on the North Norfolk coast and I was sipping my coffee on the morning, reading a book. And to be honest, we'd had a few challenges and we were both feeling quite depleted. And I was reading a John Maxwell book that talked about identifying your strengths, your core strengths. And I remember thinking, I did a strength finders course a few years back and, and you can do a test that identifies your core strengths and, and I identified my five key strengths. And I thought, oh, I need to find those. I haven't looked at them for a really long time. And so I looked in my phone and found my top five strengths and the top one was positivity. And I realized at that point, well, I haven't got that anymore and actually read through the other strengths and realized that each one of them had been depleted or attacked in some way, shape or form. And it was a wake up call for me. Because normally I'm so positive, but I found that the enemy wants to steal my joy. Why does he want to steal your joy? The enemy of your soul. Nehemiah 8 verse 10, it says, do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the enemy's most damaging attacks are not always the external ones, they're the internal ones. Because if he can steal your joy, he will render you ineffective and will affect your strength and your ability to have a strong resolve in all that you need to do in your life. So I wonder right now, how is your joy levels? 
Has your strength felt depleted this year? The title of this message is How to Increase Your Joy Levels. Or a subtitle would be How's Your Joyometer? So I'm going to look at the beginning of the Christmas story in three scenes in particular where you've got Luke from Luke's Gospel. You've got Luke, an educated doctor who is describing the Christmas story, the birth of Jesus, to a high-ranking, powerful Roman official. His name is Theophilus. And it's interesting that Luke surprisingly starts the story with talking about two low-ranking, humble Jewish women. And he starts, so from 700 years, we heard last week that Isaiah prophesied that a woman would conceive and bear the Messiah, Jesus. 700 years of silence, 700 years of wondering, is he with us? And then suddenly, the silence is broken with a single word. And it's from Luke chapter 128. The word is rejoice. Rejoice. I love that the whole Christmas story starts with joy. Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at this saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you shall conceive in your womb, bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and he will be called the son of the highest. Wow, what a dialogue. What a conversation that is about to transform Mary's life that actually has the potential to transform and will transform all of our lives, the whole world. In 2023, my word for the year was declaration. And boy, have I been tested on that. I've needed to declare God's word this year. And so this morning, I'm gonna give you three declarations that Mary made, three scenes, and they're gonna be three declarations that you can quote regularly that are gonna get your joyometer up. It has the potential to literally change your life and your trajectory for 2024. Are you ready for that? You ready? Are you ready? Say, nudge someone beside you, say, are you ready? Are you ready? Take some notes. The first declaration. The first declaration is, I choose to say, I am blessed and highly favored. The angel declared over Mary, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Now, what do we know about Mary? Mary was very poor. She was raised in a poor family. She was an ordinary teenager. In fact, in strict Judaic culture, if you became pregnant as an unmarried woman, it brought great shame on the family and tarnished her reputation. And perhaps most of all, the shame and rejection she would have borne, not only from her family and society, but from her fiance, Joseph. She'd had all of the hopes and dreams of the young teenage girl. She's probably looking on Pinterest, looking out for her wedding dress. And then suddenly she's told, rejoice. She probably felt like having a panic attack. And in this situation, I love how God uses the ordinary to bring the extraordinary. He uses the unexpected to create something exceptional. He turns things around. You are blessed. 
You are chosen. You are highly favored. Some of you need to hear that. The word blessed is mentioned four times in this passage. And there are two Greek words that describe blessed. The first one is eulogeo, from which we get the word eulogy. It's when people speak of you well. It's when they honor you. It's like we did with Hermena earlier. And then the second word is makarayo. Makarayo, not macarena. Makarayo, which means personally favored by God. Mary was gonna need both of those. Your God has blessed you. When you say I'm blessed and highly favored, he's gonna bless you publicly and he's gonna bless you personally. And what's more, personal devotion leads to public promotion. Mary's first response is not, oh yes, hallelujah. It actually is, how can this be? Practically, it's our human response. God has promised things to you. And you're like, how the heck is it gonna work out? And God is saying to you, I've chosen you, but you're saying, how, what, where, when? But I love that God is gracious and patient. And the angel says to Mary, the answer is actually his spirit. We're talking about the spirit of Christmas. And he says in verse 34, the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest will overshadow you and therefore the Holy One that is born of you will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, who also conceived a son in her old age, this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. At this time, this time round, Mary's doubts are replaced by the most incredible faith statement. She says in verse 38, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. Why is Mary shown so much favor? First of all, I believe Mary knew the word. As a young Jewish girl, she would have been taught the scriptures. She would have been taught how the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah prophesied there would be a Messiah. She would come, that he would come through the birth, through the, through the body of a woman that he would be Emmanuel, God with us. And knowing Emmanuel is with us, she was able to believe that with God, all things are possible. Secondly, she said yes. She said yes to his will. Let it be to me. God, let it be to me. Use me for your glory. I give you my body. I surrender all. Let it be to me according to your word. See, God's favor will always be attracted to your love of his word. His favor will always be attracted to your willingness to say yes. 
Yes to his will. Yes to his call on your life. His favor will always equip you and go before you and accompany the call. Whatever you are called to do, he will give you those right breaks. He will open the right doors. He will cause the right people to come alongside you. He's going to do that in your 2024 as you continue to say yes to Jesus because each one of you are blessed and you are highly favored. And he's chosen each one of you to carry the spirit of his son in this world. Will you keep saying yes to his will? Yes to his way. Remember our church, our word for the year as a church for 2023 was favor. Did you remember that? And the scripture was the spirit of the Lord It's from Luke 4.18. The Spirit, there's that word again, the Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord is on me, Jesus said, because He has anointed me to proclaim the good news and proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Jesus declared the Spirit of the Lord was on Him. The Spirit of the Lord, the true Spirit of Christmas is on You, the same Spirit is on you to declare favour and good things to happen. Some of you have been like me and you've looked back over the year and favor hasn't come in the form that you hoped for. Things have happened. Maybe your joy has been stolen. A lot of you have experienced loss. But can I remind you of this incredible scripture, Psalm 30 verse 5. His anger lasts for a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. His favor doesn't run out. His favor for you is unique to you every day, every month, every year, through the teen years, through the adult years, through the young married, young family years, through the empty nesting years, through the older years where you need his joy to give you strength. It never runs out. His favor is for you. And then the next part, weeping may last through the night. But hello, His joy comes in the morning. His joy comes. Some of you, there's been periods of weeping, but His joy, nudge someone and say, His joy's coming. Joy's coming for you. Joy's coming for you. In fact, tell someone that statement. I am blessed and highly favoured. Tell a couple of people. Come on. You can do it. Turn around. I am blessed and highly favoured. That's it. You are. You are blessed and highly favoured. Online, you're with us. You are blessed and highly favored. Are you ready for scene two? Oh, some of you are getting it. That's awesome. Scene two, second declaration. Are you ready? It's, I will lift my level of expectation. In order to build faith, the angel Gabriel said to, Elizabeth, said to Mary, your Elizabeth, your relative, who was called barren by society, She was defined by her barrenness. She has miraculously conceived. So something leaps within Mary and she goes, I'm going to go visit her. Now what we need to know about Elizabeth is barrenness was almost as worse, as bad in Judean culture as having a baby out of wedlock. It was seen as a a woman's purpose in life was childbearing. People would think, oh, there must be sin in their lives. There would be a drain on society. 
And for Elizabeth, she would have prayed and prayed and prayed and thought, what have I done wrong? What's wrong with me? What have, what's, what's, and, and people actually called her barren. She was defined by it. And to make matters worse, her husband Zacharias was of priestly descent back from the, the Aaron back in Genesis. And so the people of Israel didn't, the succession of kings had stopped and they needed a priest, someone who represented the, the voice of God. And if, if it died with him, it would affect a lot more people than just her. There was a lot of pressure on Elizabeth. No doubt they prayed and prayed. Some of you have prayed and prayed and it looks like there's no answer. There's no answer. But suddenly when all human natural possibility ends and they're very ancient, God steps in. I'm sure her joyometer was at the almost low, but God steps in and suddenly there's a knock at the door. And Mary arrives, who's full of expectation. She's carrying the saviour of the world within her. And it happens, verse 41. I love it said, and it happened. See, God will always make sure it happens. His will, he'll always make it happen at the right time. We sang, he came, he calls, he moves at the right time when I least expected. He's never behind. Don't despair, it's gonna happen. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, that babe leapt in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with what? With who? The Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out, I love this, she was passionate sister, with a loud voice. She said, blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. Why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leapt within my womb for joy. And then it says, blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of all. Someone needs to hear those last three lines again. Blessed are you You believing for something, God is saying you are blessed and there will be a fulfillment of those things that were told you from the Lord. If you receive that, lift your hands or clap your hands and say, God, I thank you. There will be a fulfillment. There will be a fulfillment of that which was told me from the Lord. And the very sound of Mary's voice causes the baby to leap for joy. The very sound of expectation causes that which was dead, that which was lifeless, that which was barren to come to life. You're the Holy Spirit within you. Your expectation can cause dead dreams to come to life again in the heart of another. Expectation combining together is powerful. Who are you hanging around? Who are you with? Mary's hello, just saying hello to someone at church, being in your group, serving on a team, connecting with someone else. Who are your, I like to call them destiny friends. Those people that ignite expectations, say God is gonna do this for you. You're called to this. You are blessed and highly favored. When you combine your expectation, those joy levels will go up. And for some of us, you've had a year where you've needed those friends and maybe they haven't been around. 
Or maybe your joy has become depleted because I know some of you have had miscarriage, some of you have had diagnosis, some of you experienced disappointments, some of you are caring for someone and it doesn't look like they're getting any better. Some of you have experienced loss of a loved one, lots even on the front row and have experienced loss. I wanna speak to the mums in here as well. Don't worry guys, I'm speaking to you too, gentlemen. But the mums that are concerned for your children, I've spoken to a few of you this week and your heart can feel fear and your heart can feel and carry their pain. Can I encourage you? God is with you as a mum. Mary said in, in Luke 2, 19, it said of Mary, she kept these things in her heart. She pondered them. And as we carry those things in our heart, don't allow it to cause your joyometer to go down. Because remember, his joy is your strength. And he's a God, he's seen your tears. But what I love is joy is not the absence of tears, but it's the absence of fears. Because we know that all things work together for good. We know that joy comes in the morning. And we look at Psalm 126 verse five, those who sow in tears shall reap with joy. He who continually sows, goes forth weeping and bearing seeds for sowing shall doubtless come again. Shall doubtless come again. Shall doubtless come again, what? Rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Can I dare you, can I challenge you, encourage you, join those declarations of the doubtless. Remind yourself to keep sowing even in the time of weeping, to keep expectant that the God of yesterday, today and tomorrow can turn things around. What area of expectation has become a new normal? You've lowered your expectation because you're scared to be disappointed. And I wanna encourage you, we heard last week, God is not a God who disappoints. Hope doesn't disappoint because His love is poured out in your heart. Lift your level of expectation. You might have waited a long time for a miracle. You might feel like a, a hope or a dream has died within you. But whether you're young like Mary or whether you're old like Elizabeth, keep holding on to His Word. Keep raising your level of expectation in the God who is with you. And with God, nothing is impossible. He's got you, he's got your family, he's got your situation. Last week, I had the privilege of, of visiting and connecting with a friend of mine called Carly. She was visiting from Hillsong, Brisbane, and I'd worked with her. She was part of the dream team, helped me on sisterhood team for many years. And her mom, had, Shirley, had been diagnosed with motor neurone disease, and it was her desire to do a trip to the UK with her girls. And, so I meet with them and they they're holidaying in Cambridge. We share communion together. We catch up together. We pray together. I'm with them for a good couple of hours. But what I'm amazed at, they've been through a lot of change in their church. They've had this recent diagnosis, but they were so positive. They were so full of joy and full of life. It was invigorating. It, was, it got my joyometer moving up. It, made, it was a breath of fresh air because the whole time they didn't say one negative thing about anything or anyone. 
and they are expecting, she's in a wheelchair now and couldn't talk well, and they're expecting God for a miracle, and they're having joy in all they are doing. I prayed for her, and when I left, I'm on the train on the way home, and Carly sends me a text. In this text, she's thanking me for my input of leadership and friendship in her life over the years. You know, it's lovely to get texts like that, and saying, I've applied, and then she started listing these things, these these core values, these strengths that she admired, that she'd applied in her own life. And I started to read them and it brought some tears to my eyes because I realized she's listing my strengths. Those things that I said at the beginning that have become so depleted. Every one of them were mentioned. And it was like the Spirit of God used her like an Elizabeth and a Mary moment, saying, Rach, your strength is made perfect in, my, in your weakness. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. Even though it can feel depleted, keep encouraged, keep knowing. And they, lift my, they lifted my expectation. We also talked about a girl, a friend of ours, Michelle, and she was 17 weeks pregnant and she was told that she, her child within her had a cleft in the brain and it was going to affect his physical and learning ability so much so it was, it was quite dire. And they advised her to end her pregnancy twice. She was determined, she was a woman of the word. She quoted this word every day. She took communion every day. Many of us joined with her. She praised her way through it. And she gave birth to Daniel without defect. And now he's a strong, strapping teenager. Because God is able, with God nothing is impossible. Now if you're waiting for your miracle like they are and they're expecting, or if you already have your miracle, or somewhere in between, keep lifting your level of expectation and know that God is for you. And so first of all, say out loud, I'm blessed and highly favored. I am blessed and highly favored. And secondly, I will lift my level of expectation. Are you ready? I will lift my level of expectation. And thirdly, I will raise my praise. Good job, good job. Tell someone, good job, good job. We're gonna speak even louder. We're gonna praise even louder at the end. Now, after Mary and Elizabeth discuss all these things, the band can come up because we're gonna get ready to praise God and worship in a few moments. As they're discussing these things, Mary sees with faith the change, the impact that her child is gonna have on all of humanity. And she sees the next three decades of her life and all that's gonna take place and something erupts within her. It's like her joyometer goes way up and she bursts out into a song of praise. And it's known as the Magnificat. And she says in verse 46, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit, what's that word again? The spirit of God, the spirit of Christmas. My spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior, for he's regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. From henceforth, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty, has done great things for me and holy is his name. 
Mary chooses to raise her praise, even though the rejection and all that looks like it might be ahead for her, her spirit partners with the Holy Spirit and she rejoices in the fact she's not only carrying the Savior of the world, but she acknowledges her own need for a Savior. She quotes the scriptures and gives references to the Psalms, the similarities between her song of praise and Hannah of old, who prayed when she was barren and gave birth to the prophet Samuel and sang a very similar song of praise. But in this rich, powerful song, Mary has three priorities. First of all, she praises for who he is. What she feels in her heart is immense joy, mainly because she loves that he lifts the lowly. And she mentions this three times. Dr. Amy Orwing, I love that she's written a a book called Mary's Voice, an Advent, Advent book. And she says in there, Mary reminds us that God is not only the God of promises, but is also the God of reversals. And she quotes Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a German pastor and theologian who resisted Hitler's regimes and was executed by the Nazis. He called the Magnificat the most passionate, the wildest, one might even say the most revolutionary hymn of praise ever sung. How amazing would it be if we can raise our praise in the most revolutionary way of a spirit of overcoming, of victory, because Mary talks about, and anyone who has been on the receiving end of abuse, power abuse, misuse, or the hurt of someone who's let you down, someone you trusted, you'll recognize the defiance and the encouraging hope in Mary's statements of praise. Because not only does God bring joy, He brings justice. He turns things around. In verse 52, He scattered the proud. He has put the mighty down from their thrones and He exalts the lowly. He lifts the lowly. So she praises for who he is. And secondly, she praises for what he's done for her specifically. And she holds theologically two tensions. The first is God Almighty, creator of the universe. He's wonderful. He's done great things. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. With the tension of the Almighty has done great things for me. He's all powerful, yet he's personal. When we can think about what God has done for us personally, gratitude breeds joy. It will cause your joyometer to go up high when you remind yourself of all God's done for you this year, of all he's done in your life. But thirdly, for all he is yet to do. Mary declares for generations to come prophetically with her praise and this spirit that is rejoicing in her it's for and that's the same spirit that can rejoice in you today for all he's done for you for who he is that he's a lifter he's the one that brings divine reversal that he's the one that has done great things for you personally and he's the one that will continue to do great things for you.
I've been many times this year needing the power of praise to lift my joyometer. And sometimes it's when we're in church. And you know when you've got your hands raised and I look across and I see my dad's hands? It always encourages me. I look across and I see the boys over here going through challenge at times, but they're praising. I look across and I see Miriam and Bill Wood. I look across and I see Colin and Rosemary. In the middle of challenge, God is with you and he's your joy. I look across to see those who are mourning and it lifts my level of praise because I know in spite of it all, we are encouraging each other. And then there's times when I'm in my car and I'm speaking the name of Jesus as I sing and sometimes with a tear. And then sometimes I'm walking every day, I walk around the fields and I declare this most days and I'll sing, God, God, you're so good. God, you're so good. God, you're so good. so good to me. And then I'll go on and sing, I am blessed, I am called, I am healed, I am whole, I am saved in Jesus' name. Highly favored, highly favored, anointed, filled with your power for the glory of Jesus' name. You are blessed. You are healed, you are whole, you are saved in Jesus' name. You are highly favoured, you're anointed. You're filled with His power for His glory, His glory. And just as we get ready to praise, I love that the prophet Isaiah prophesied that Jesus would come 700 years earlier. The prophet Joel prophesied that the Spirit would come, the Holy Spirit would come. I read this this week and it caused something to leap within my spirit, a leap of praise. And it says in Joel chapter one, it's describing the whole chapter is about utter desolation, weeping, loss of crops, loss of livelihood. It said that fear gripped every face. Fear has gripped a lot of faces in our country this year. And in verse 12, it said, the trees of the field are withered. Surely joy has withered away from the sons of men. But then Joel urges, return to the Lord. Come to me, give me your hearts. I'm slow to anger, I'm compassionate, I'm a merciful God, I'm unrelenting in my love. Then I wanna declare this over you. He says, don't be afraid, be glad now and rejoice for the Lord has done great things for the wilderness pastures will soon be green. The trees will again be filled with fruits. The fig trees and grapevines will be loaded down once more. Rejoice you people of Jerusalem, rejoice soul church. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for the rain He sends demonstrates His faithfulness. The Lord says, I will give you back what you lost. And you will praise the Lord your God, who does these mighty miracles for you. Then, after doing all of these things, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your 
sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. And in those days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, on men and women alike. This is not just the Christmas spirit. It's the spirit of the of old. He's the same spirit that caused, overshadowed Mary and caused the babe to conceive in her womb. The same spirit that caused Elizabeth's baby to leap for joy, fill her with his spirit. The same spirit that anointed Jesus of Nazareth, that declared favor over the year and over our lives. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. The same spirit that Jesus left you with oil right now I pray 
for an anointing that will go beyond today, for a deep joy that will flood from the inside out. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You're anointing oil. You're bringing healing where there was hurt. You're bringing hope where there was disappointment. Right now, you're lifting. You're lifting the weary soul. You're lifting the weary soul. Thank you, Jesus. Right there online. He's lifting your soul right now. What the enemy meant for evil, he's turning around for good. You will laugh again. You will sing again. Your default has not been to sing, but you will sing again. What a wonderful sense of God's presence. It's beautiful. to remember with God nothing is impossible what he started he will complete it's not too late you're not too old you haven't missed too many opportunities you're not too busy you have what it takes you are chosen you are blessed you are highly favored can I encourage you you're right on schedule your baby is coming your dreams are coming your breakthrough is coming Maybe you've come with a friend. Maybe 
you've come back after a while or it's your first time and you've been thinking this through or maybe online, you know, because your heart is beating a little faster, you know you need to say yes to the joy giver, the greatest gift that you will receive this Christmas. And maybe you're saying yes for the first time or maybe you've walked away, you've got cold in your heart and you've become disillusioned, that joyometer has gone way down, but he's saying, come back, come back. I met a young man at the start. I believe he's saying to you, come. He's coming with open arms. He's wrapping his arms of love around you. Come, come. He's saying to you, come. If you close your eyes and bow your head, I just wanna know how many I'm including in this prayer. We're gonna say a prayer together. After three, I want you to just pop your hand up high enough and long enough for me to see. And we're gonna pray this prayer of responding and saying yes to Jesus, yes to joy, yes to fulfillment. Right now, after three, one, all across this room from the front to the back, two, Three, that's it, prop your hand up, raise your hand, that's it, that's it, thank you, thank you, thank you. There's people waving, thank you at the back, thank you over there, thank you, keep raising your hand, that's it, we're applauding you, that's it, well done. He's saying welcome home, welcome home, welcome home to every single one of you. We're gonna pray this prayer together, have a look on the screen and pray it loud and strong with all of your heart. Let's say together, dear Lord Jesus, Thank you for dying for me to forgive all my sin and failures so that I can have a brand new start. Please come into my life and help me by the power of the Holy Spirit to trust and live for you. Amen. Amen. Can we applaud each and every one? journey to commemorate the the occasion today. So make sure the important thing with joy is when we receive Jesus is that we tell someone. So on the way, tell, tell one of our team, they'll be ready with one of these, they'll be holding them up, say, hey, I prayed that prayer. Even if you didn't raise your hand, we would love to talk with you, get you a Bible and help you on your journey of getting to know Jesus more. But lots of love to you all. Keep the joy levels high. Keep your expectation because God is bringing your miracle in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Rach. Come on, let's really thank her for a brilliant message, speaking into the hearts of us all. Who feels recharged with some joy today? Now, don't lose it. Don't lose it in the car park because someone doesn't speak to you or someone does say the wrong thing to you or someone sticks the trolley in your ankles in Asda on Monday. Because as quick as you got it, you can lose it. And this isn't the only place you get joy. It's one of the places. The Bible says you can draw joy up daily. You can draw it up and who knows your, your phone. Might be fully charged today, but tomorrow it's gonna be on the old red button, flashing. So we've got to charge it every day. Got to recharge with the spirit of Christmas, the spirit of hope, the spirit of joy, the spirit of peace. And so don't go this whole week without filling yourselves up. Fill yourself up daily with joy. Because there's joy stealers out there. There's people who want to steal it. You protect your joy. You look after it. You recharge it. And we can walk around. And people are going to say, why are you so happy? Why are you so joyful? It's because you've got something that's greater, something that's deeper in your soul. 
And so we're going to carry that spirit of joy this week. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in. If you said yes to Jesus today by saying the salvation prayer, we'd love for you to email connections at soulchurch.com so we can talk to you a little bit more about this incredible decision you just made. And if at any point in the service you felt moved to give towards any of our local or global initiatives, head to soulchurch.com. And don't forget to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching at Soul Church UK. Take care and God bless.